We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Peter Skaronsky, top tackle prospect in the draft, Northwestern, maybe a Bears target if they trade down. Are you a Bears fan? I am not a Bears fan. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a little bit controversial, I know, being from Chicago. So my grandfather actually played for the Green Bay Packers. So under Lombardi. So I've always been a Packers fan, despite growing up in Chicago. What the hell's going on? All right, well then, let's say the Bears trade down and draft you. I mean, how deep do the, does the green and gold run? I got tons of respect for the Bears, and it would be an honor to play for them, for sure. White Sox fan? I'm a Sox fan, a Bulls fan, Hawks fan, not a Cubs fan. I'm well of the Sox. <laughs> I am a Die Sox white fan. Being a, a White Sox fan, you did get to play a game at Wrigley Field. Was there anything about that you were able to appreciate, even though you grew up kind of rooting against the Cubs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't mean to bash the Cubs, but I mean, that was so cool that they let us do that. <laughs> well, Peter, thank you for coming on the show. We hope we can do it again, even though a bunch of the people that are texting the show cross him off the list. F them, he's a Packer fan. We don't want him anyway. As the show, we'll still support you, and the, the smarter members of the audience are still rooting for you, man, and yeah. uh, congratulations figured, on all your success. I figured people might feel that way, yeah. <laughs> hey, no, again, your grandfather played in the damn ice bowl. Area code 414. Again, this is a gloating Packer fan. And you know what? You know what all you can do? You can basically bend over, grab your ankles, and kiss your own rear end. And Charles Martin, I never say anything other than rest his soul. But may he rot and burn in hell. Period. New paragraph. One, two, three. And here, here we go, go Here we go. Parkins and Spiegel Show, afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Thank you for hanging out. Parkins and Spiegel on The Score. If you didn't hear the beginning of transition, Spiegs is off today. We hope that he is We're back. Spiegs. We hope he's back We're soon. Spiegs. We hope he's We're back Spiegs. soon. We hope he's back soon. We're Spiegs. He'll be back soon. We set the odds on that being the first thing out of Coach's mouth at 4 o'clock today. Oh, yeah, good call. We're going to get in a new Weir Speaks. Yeah, I mean, minus 500. It's not a favorite. It's a- not Actually, handicap it. You don't think it's the first thing he says? No. Hmm. You think it's the first thing he says off air? Yes. Okay. Well, then When that, he comes in here to then, say hello to Tanny and I. Then that counts. Weir Speaks. Yeah, that counts. He is going to notice. He's going to ask. Well, the first thing on air will be him asking for a job, being on the show. Yeah, right, he loves right. Us so much. He'll redo that bit like everyone hasn't heard it already. That's true. Oh, what a great gig. You guys could not show up to work and still get paid. <laughs> Allegedly.
So how how much under five hundred was his coaching record? <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah, coach, but we do the job well. Right, that's the difference. A lot of wins. Your wins as it were as a as a coordinator. I can't scrub that from the FCC, Tanny. Don't don't allow that to, to be out there. Yeah, I, Farrah Kramer didn't get his neck broke. Yeah, be a different story. That's true. We actually found audio today uh, of a broadcast of an NFC title game where they were talking about the, the teams that Dave Wanstead was talking to in the early nineties when he ultimately took the bears job the giants and the and Broncos. I wonder if in an alternate universe, Dave Wanstead could have been John Elway's head coach. That's interesting. That's a fun. What if, and that's a 90 minute plus tease for all you listeners out there. Stay tuned. We'll ask him about it. In the 4 o'clock hour. That's a tease for all you listeners out there. Stay tuned. We're Spigs. <laughs> all right, Coach. So we'll have some old fashions with Dave Wanstead at 4 o'clock. We're going to get educated on the uh, financial situation of the Bears. People say, oh, $120 million in cap space. But there's a lot more intricacies than that. We'll talk to Joel Corey about that in 30 minutes. If you missed transition, you go back and listen uh, for my thoughts on the Jeff Agress story about uh, Jason Benetti and the contract and that. Um, it's... Uh, it's unfortunate that it's public at this point. It should not be done through the media. Benetti is better at his job than anyone that the White Sox employ are at theirs. He just did it. He's better than Rick Hahn. He's better than Kenny Williams. He's better than Jerry Reinsdorf. He's better than Luis Robert. He's better. Dylan Cease has an argument. I heard Jason Benetti forced out Jose Abreu so he could say that. Yeah. <laughs> Jose Abreu was the only one that yeah. had an argument. Yeah, it might have been Jose Abreu. But, and, and again, Cease is close. Stoney's close. Yeah, once every five days, though, for Cease. That's what I'm He's saying. He's very good, but yeah. come on. What apparently Benetti takes too many days off to, you know, <laughs> what does he do? Oh, let me, let me check these notes. Call the NFL for Fox. Fill in nationally. Further his career and your brand on the national stage. It's, it is so short-sighted, man. And, you know. I'm sure when it's all done, however it's done, we'll we'll get Benetti on the show and we'll talk about it. But just know that he's actually doing bourbon and a buddy tonight. No, he is not. <laughs> no, he is not. Uh, I just yeah, just stand with Jason Benetti on this one. That is that is, that, that, that story is completely preposterous. The tough stance you're taking there. Be careful on that leg. I know standing with Jason Benetti. That's like not a popular opinion in these parts. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, that is a completely ridiculous thing uh, to have even let it get to this point. Because, like, it, yeah, can't wait to talk to him about it, but um, on the air. But it's a, uh, it's a wild story, and I wanted to discuss. Uh, so yesterday, Micah Parsons tweeted about um, the quarterbacks that were left on Championship Sunday and how it was Mahomes and three quarterbacks on a rookie deal. And... People took that as a shot at Dak Prescott. I didn't read it that way. I get why people did, but I thought it was him pointing out something that was just objectively true, that it's easier to build teams if you have good quarterback play for cheap because if you've got good quarterback play that's expensive, it's really expensive, so it's harder to build the other teams. 
but not impossible, as evidenced by the Chiefs, but that is superhuman quarterback play. As evidenced, honestly, by the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott led the league in turnovers this year, but is an above-average NFL quarterback. And then some of their players, like Micah Parsons, were super cheap. So I didn't think that they were that he was knocking Dak. It was a point about if your best players are cheap, you can build a really good roster. It's why people today are thinking that the Jets might be in the running to get Aaron Rodgers. Because Quinn and Williams and Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, their best players are all on rookie deals. So they could afford an expensive quarterback. I mean, think about it. Their, their best defensive lineman, rookie deal. Their best corner, rookie deal. Their best receiver, rookie deal. And then their second best skill guy is a running back on a rookie deal. Not a premium position, but still. So, like, you, that's where then they can say, well, we can go and afford to pay Aaron Rodgers a boatload of money on a short-term deal. How does this relate to the Bears? Relates to the Bears because Justin Fields is cheap this year and next year. And then after next year, he's manageable. It's fifth-year option money. And then after that is when it gets really expensive, whether it be on a franchise tag or a long-term contract. So we are going to see just how committed Ryan Poles is to Justin Fields in a couple of ways this offseason. One is obvious, what they do with the number one pick. But free agency happens before, right? So we are going to see how aggressive is he in shaping this roster. Because I know that the established line of thought, and I've talked about it as well, is the Bears are so far away. They're so far away. Yes, and no with a caveat. They're far away because their roster sucks. But you know what they're not far away if? If Justin Fields is awesome. If Justin Fields takes the leap that we've seen second-year quarterbacks take or third-year quarterbacks second year in a system, which is the category that Fields falls into, which is when Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl with the Rams, which is when Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate with the Eagles. And if you're feeling like this might be in reruns, I understand why. I talked about this a ton around Mitch Trubisky between year two and year three, where it was going to be year two in Nagy's system, year three in the NFL. He's coming off the Pro Bowl alternate year where he had 24 touchdowns against 12 picks. And we're like, man, if Mitch just takes that year two to year three, second year in the system leap, Imagine what the Bears could do. Now, that team obviously had a lot more around him, had a top three defense in the NFL, and in 2018, the best defense in the NFL. So there was a lot more around year two to year three Mitch than there is year two to year three Justin Fields. But Ryan Poles has a lot more assets for the 2023 Bears than Ryan Pace had for the 2020 or for the 2019 bears 
The 2019 Bears, it was already stacked. Khalil Mack was already here. Hicks was here. Uh, Eddie Jackson was here. The, uh, they brought in Allen Robinson. Like the, the, that team was that was that was an established team. They were able to make the Khalil Mack trade and contract extension because they had their quarterback cheap. So while I think expecting 10 plus wins next year at this moment in time is very unrealistic. And I think it's probably still unrealistic after free agency and after the draft, even when they add a bunch of pieces, like even if they add Deron Payne in free, like say they add Deron Payne as a nose tackle, they trade, or they, they draft Will Anderson. So you have your, uh, a pass rusher and a D tackle. Say you trade for DeAndre Hopkins and say you sign Saquon Barkley and say you draft an offensive lineman in the second round. So in theory, you upgraded your offensive line, your defensive line, your wide receiver core, uh, your, your, your backfield, and you had Mooney back, and you had all those dudes back healthy, and you hit the ground. You probably would still look at that team and say, eh, not a ton of depth, still have some question marks, still have some holes. Maybe that ceiling is nine wins. But you know when that could change? Week one. Because if week one of next year, Justin Fields went out and threw for 320 yards and three touchdowns because he took the leap because he got way better between year two and year three, and you had an offensive player of the year or an MVP-level candidate at quarterback, which is absolutely in play. I'm not saying it's better than 50-50 that it's in play, but, I mean, it's on the board. Then you could take a huge leap next season as soon as next year and win the division or be in the playoffs or win a playoff game. I mean, hell, the Jaguars and Giants won playoff games this year. They are flawed rosters. Well, they're flawed teams. But what do they have? They got quarterbacks who are cheap, who played pretty well on rookie deals. So I think Ryan Poles is going to be very, very aggressive and front load these contracts to try to maximize the single most valuable thing in the NFL. Good quarterback play for cheap. So I expect internal contract extensions. I expect cap space to be rolled over. I expect them to try to acquire a future first-round pick. But I still don't think any of that precludes them from being very aggressive for this team. But I think that he is going to look at this as multiple windows within Justin Fields' career. Because Joe Burrow said, our window is my career. As long as I'm here, we got a shot. You can say that when you're great. We can't say that yet about Fields. But you can say it while he's super cheap, as long as he becomes good. So what I think that could look like, we'll do that coming up next, then Joel Corey at 3 o'clock. Lines are open, 312-644-6767 -67 in terms of aggression and urgency for Ryan Poles while Justin Fields is in his rookie contract window. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons on the score. Talk to Joel Corey in 15 minutes. 
text written. Hey, Danny, why is it whenever you're allowed to broadcast solo, it inevitably devolves into some fantasy scenario where Fields goes from the worst passer in the league to one of the best? Uh, I don't know if that happens whenever I, I broadcast solo, but call it hope trafficking if you want. But I'm talking about like a range of outcomes here. I'm not saying it is, I said it's not better than 50-50, but it's on the board. Lamar Jackson in his second year in the league, but also second year in at the time Greg Roman's system, won the MVP. And he completed 58% of his passes as a rookie and completed 66% uh, his second year in the league. And he had 36 touchdowns against only six interceptions. He took a huge leap. You look at Josh Allen's statistics, right? Now, that was uh, – he he played more, but he took a huge leap. Third year in the league, second year in a Dable system. Went from completing 59, 58.8% of his passes to 69% of his passes. Went from 20 touchdowns to 37 touchdowns. Took a monstrous leap. That third year in the league, second year in the system. I referenced Jared Goff earlier. I referenced Carson Wentz earlier. If you have a special talent at quarterback, this is when it happens if you give them continuity. You might disagree that Justin Fields is a special talent at quarterback. That's totally reasonable. But what do they have to do in order to unleash it? They have to give him continuity. That's going to happen. Luke Getze isn't going anywhere. And you have to give him weapons. You have to give him dudes to throw to. Better pass catchers. We'll see how Ryan Poles handles that. Two things. Uh, You know what I've always said about you. Your hope trafficking is thicker than the Eisenhower on a Chicago summer Saturday. You do say that. I say that all the time. But second thing, actually a good point from a texture here, the 309, trade down, make sure you get a first next year. That way you have the option to trade up for Caleb Williams if need be. Like if Fields is just, if they get him the, the, the weapons and he sucks, there you go. Yeah, the the thing is, so if if Caleb Williams is everything that everybody says he's going to be, the team that gets the number one pick in the draft is probably going to draft Caleb Williams. It's rare to have your quarterback and be the worst team in the league. Now, you say that, and it's happened the last two years, this year, and if you believe that the Bears have their quarterback, and last year certainly the Jags believed, that they have their quarterback, but if you want Caleb Williams, you probably have to be the worst team in the league this year. And I don't think the Bears are going to be the worst team in the league. But what I do think is possible, like, you want Marvin Harrison Jr.? That guy's going to be a top five pick. You might be able to trade up to get him. Or, you know, when you trade with these teams, whether you trade down to two with Houston, four with Indy, five with Seattle, seven with Vegas, nine with Carolina, like wherever you trade down to, then you root for them to be real bad. So that, you know, Seattle's pick this year, the fifth pick in the draft, is actually the Denver pick. So Seahawks fans this whole year, it's like they had two games on Sunday. They were watching Seahawks games, rooting for the Seahawks, and then they were rooting against the Broncos because that gave them a tremendous asset for the upcoming year. The trade that everyone's talking about that on the trade value chart makes a ton of sense is trading with Indy. You trade from one to four, you get their second round pick this year and their first round pick next year. 
So you basically you recoup the pick you gave up for Claypool. The pick you gave up for Claypool would be the is going to be the thirty second pick in the draft. The Indy's second round pick is the thirty fifth pick in the draft. So you basically you get your second round pick back. Basically, you move down three spots this year, and you'd still be in a position to select either Anderson or Carter, assuming that at least one other quarterback goes in the top three, and you then draft. And then you get Indy's first-round pick next year. So you'd have two first-round picks in the Caleb Williams draft, the Marvin Harrison Jr. draft, and that's re- – I think that trade makes all the sense in the world if Chris Ballard has a quarterback that he wants. The The scary scenario, I feel like, for the Bears is making sure that this draft is a draft where a bunch of quarterbacks go at the top. Right now, it's like sounding pretty good that it's going to be, but we got a lot of time still. You still got to wait for the combine and the workouts and all of that because I remember Mac and I talking to Ron Rivera the year that they had the second pick in the draft when everyone knew that Burrow was going one. And it was just like, oh, well, yeah, Chico's going to draft Chase Young. I remember making a joke to him about how do you scout How would you scout, you know, tremendous edge rushers from premium colleges if you can't bring them in for workouts, you know, in COVID times? And he laughs because everyone knew who we were talking about. But you don't want it to be that if you trade it down to four, that it went quarterback, Anderson, Carter. Because then you're in a little bit of a no man's land situation because you still don't want a quarterback but the premium, premium, premium guys at the top would be off the board. So it's a uh, it's a tough spot to be in. But honestly, the ability to find out right away how good Fields is, and you say, well, it isn't right away. It's year three. Eh, it's still early enough. You have to aggressively surround him with weapons this year. And just front front load the contracts so that you can get rid of them in a couple of years when Fields gets expensive and figure out a way to do that. And that's why I think that you are going to go get a veteran-wide receiver. And I do not agree with some texters who say it's going to take a first-round pick to get DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think that that's true at all. And so you go out there and you say, all right, let's uh, find him a 30-year-old wide receiver who's still awesome. And then all of a sudden next year, if you had DeAndre Hopkins, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, Cole Komet, and a good running back, that's enough where you're going to actually feel like you've got, you're giving your quarterback a fair shake. So that's the, uh, that's the scenario. And next year, we will know early in the season if Fields took a leap. We'll know very early. And if he didn't, then you're thinking, all right, maybe it's, you know, the ceiling is a New York Giants type of year where, like, Daniel Jones played a lot better, didn't turn the ball over, but they were frauds all year. They were taking advantage of an easy schedule, close wins, knew they weren't going to be anything special. But Fields looks to me like he's got that ability at times to be great. And so if he clicks this year, man, that's the difference. And you find out then, and then you worry about surrounding him with more talent when he's expensive later. But 
Right now, the Niners and the Eagles and the Bengals all are getting cheap quarterback production. Now, the Niners is obviously an outlier because they thought they were going to be getting this quarterback production from the third pick in the draft, and they got it from the last pick in the draft. So that's a little weird. That speaks to how unbelievable their roster is. But again, they are able to do that. Remember, they restructured Jimmy Garoppolo's deal. They're not spending a ton on quarterbacks. So they can pay Fred Warner and Nick Bosa and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Trent Williams and Christian McCaffrey. Crazy amounts of money. The Eagles can pay Darius Slay and Jason Kelsey and. I mean, Hassan Reddick. I don't have their uh, cap sheet in front of me, but A.J. Brown, who they gave $100 million to. Lane Johnson. Like They've got a lot of premium, high-paid players at premium positions because the most premium position is cheap. Quarterback. And then the Bengals, the only reason we've talked about T. Higgins is because it's like they've got so many guys on cheap deals that are awesome that they can spend their money elsewhere. But the Bengals situation is going to get real interesting once they have to pay Burrow, Chase, and Higgins. So it's going to be very, very interesting. Dude, Jason Kelsey's cap hit is only $11 million. I know. And he's the best center in the league. Or one of them at this point, but probably still top three. Yeah, they, they're a great organization. But I mean, and I, but I, and I bet that that as $11 million, I bet that's still top. What is that for centers? It's got to be top. Five, six. Top 32, I'd say. Yeah, definitely top 32. For starting centers, yeah, at least. Yeah, I know. Can't get anything past you. But A.J. A- 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 Brown, top 10 for receiver. Darius Slay, top 10 for corner. Um, so, yeah, they they pay premium positions. They pay him good money. And they get, they're paying Jalen Hurts a couple million bucks as a second-round pick. All right. People are expecting a crazy offseason for the Bears. Just how crazy does it have to be by rule? We will ask Joel Corey, salary cap expert, former NFL agent, to break it all down the Bears' financials. What would a commit contract extension look like? What would a Jalen Johnson extension look like? What would he expect a DeAndre Hopkins trade to go for? This guy can answer all those questions from the agent's perspective. Next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.